Last time, the party continued their struggle against Dr. Khan's many forms in their face-off with the Sun God. While Desri battered away at a remaining Yuan-Ti, the party crushed, at some points literally, the other foes and surrounded the shadow of the deity. He even hit an incredible strike against the being that nearly smote it entirely. But when the final blow to the former god came, the party found that the cloud of Dakro Khan was bonding and taking a new final shape, that of Anz Blondir. They continued battering their enemy until the mind flare within the demon ate Desri's mind and body, sending Koromith into a rage that fit his twice-enlarged body. Grana and Yeven remained unawares for a while of her fate as they gave way to their disgust in the being, but their connection with the lightning tree pulled them back until Dakro Khan spit out Desri, who seemed to change, but in a single piece. Unable to take the time to investigate, even supplied her with a knife, and they continued their fight with their longtime betrayer and puppet master while the battle for their world struggled below. one thing that I'm worried about is how the battle for the world is going to go. Like, uh. Yeah. Right. I need Gang to be okay. That, uh, I believe, is Dr. Khan's turn. Uh, we, we ended on Yevon's turn. You all see Dr. Khan's tendril uh, shoots out and wraps around this Kuatoa, and he just sucks it back into himself. Uh, and you see he heals for a certain uh, amount of damage. Like, oops, I dropped that pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what was he supposed to take damage from my moonbeam now? Or uh, yeah, I guess so. So okay. what does he do? I think it's a constitution saving throw. That is a a nineteen. That'll save, but I think he still takes half. Yes. So nine plus five is fourteen, half to seven radiant damage. Okay, cool. So then is he technically a shape changer? I just realized. No, he's not. He's consumed Ans von Deer, who is a shape changer, um, and is bonded okay. with him, but he is not oh, technically okay. a shape changer. Okay. Which is why you haven't seen Ans von Deer change shape. Okay. Um, since he bonded. Cormie, make an intelligence saving throw. I know that's All your right. strong suit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ooh, that's six. Okay. Cormeth, you see Dakro Khan point off a finger in the distance and behind Desri and Yeven, you see this huge uh, wave of acid start heading towards them, but it doesn't reach them yet. Oh, okay. And then uh, he swings a, a blade at Grana. That's a 15 to hit. <laughs> Grana, hell you would hell yeah. duck out of the way of this. He is going to move further around back around Koromith to be I... behind him and out of the moonbeam. 
Uh, Would Brady take a opportunity attack? I'm trying to think of how tall uh, Onslaundir is. Yeah, and I'm also trying to think of opportunity attacks myself. Um, I think the the Efridi is too high up in the air, uh, and he hasn't moved more than five feet away from you, Cormit. So no opportunity attacks. Okay, cool. Uh, your turn. <laughs> All right. Move uh, to your left, Cormit. I assume I can see Onslaundir. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, like is is there something I should be doing? Like, I was just telling you to move a little to your left because I want to move my moonbeam. But if you don't, that's okay. I can figure something else out. I think that's a little bit metagaming. It is. I, I think you'd have to say that to I, I don't think Cormeth would know what's going on, so I'm just going to turn to address Anselon, dear Dakrokhan, and just before I start to swing it, I'm just going to yell out, Doomkiller talks to me, and it's hungry. And I'm going to use a uh, great weapon master. Okay. On You're this not going to do anything roll. about this big acid wave. Fuck. That's right. I see it going for Desiree even. I it because talking is is nothing. Um, yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna before I say what I said. I'm going to turn around and just say like, get out of the way. And I mean they're just gonna have to interpret that for what it is. Um. Yeah, to to Desri and even sorry, um, yeah. yeah just I like think you were saying this to Hans Blondier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just want to make it very clear, um, you know, and because I I know Desri can fly. Hopefully, she can like maybe pick up uh, even or something. I don't know what she's gonna do. Um, so this is gonna be an attack roll and a plus five. So come on, that's a twelve. So I'm gonna go with a no go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep trying it because it's frustrating when you miss, and that drives you even deeper into your conviction. Yeah, as you swing this uh, sword, you see that his, uh, his stomach kind of disappears where you try and swing Doomkiller through, and he goes, "Your sword will starve. Only Dakrokan consumes." I tighten my eyes up and just like, <laughs> what does that Ugh! mean? It's like, like, like you know, yeah. Um, and and I rolled a seventeen to hit. I don't think that hits either. No, uh, you you swing right through him again. God damn it, damn it! Great weapon master. It's so nice when it hits, but it's so terrible when it doesn't. Because otherwise, that would have been uh, twelve plus fifteen. Otherwise, it would have been a twenty-seven to hit. I think that would have, <laughs> but yeah, uh, seventeen does not. So okay, um. I still have a bonus action, but I don't particularly want to use it because I have no reason to. And my reaction stands, so that is my turn. Um, I'm, I'm gonna just gonna look at Ans Flandier, and like even though we haven't connected, I'm just gonna hold Doom Killer and just oh, she will feed. And that's the end of my turn. He just laughs at you. God, what a prick. Um. That's going to be Desri, who looks behind her and uh, doesn't see anything and looks at Yevon and goes, what? think we're supposed to get out of the way? Of what? I have no idea what we're getting out of the way of, but um, could, could, could you maybe, like, grab me and fly out of here? I guess. <laughs> and she'll do that on her turn. So, uh, Freedy. All right, dude. This is Freedy is fucking lit up. Quite literally, because... 
but it's it's an Afridi. Um, so the Afridi is going to use Hurl Flame at the at Dakrokan Onslandir, and it let me pull up the to hit. It's going to use two Hurl Flame attacks. That's a plus seven to hit. So I'm just going to go ahead and roll them both. Um, uh, let's see. Come on. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Seven and an eight. So that's a 14 and a 15 to hit. No. Yeah. Damn it. And that's the Afridi's turn. All right. Fire Elemental. Fire Elemental is going to move within Oz Flandir. Okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. It was fighting against a, um, a mage hand. Let me just check something. I don't know if it can move. Um, because Mage Hand oh, okay. is lasts for a minute and it doesn't say it's a concentration spell. Okay. So there's still a hand against this thing. So it has to make a strength okay. check against this hand. Okay. It's going to be a plus zero. Imagine that. Um, it's a four. <laughs> well, good news. That beats his nat one. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this this fire elemental um, very slowly pushes its way through this hand, uh, which dispels, and it shoots into Dr. Conan's Blendier. Okay, so two touch attacks um, against... Uh, well, first, it, it takes one, one d10 fire damage because it's entered his space. Well, oh. it doesn't. He does. Oh, okay. Uh, and that is at the end. Of, uh, here, yeah, let me double check The first that. time it enters this creature's space yep. on a turn, it it's takes 1d10. Yeah. Okay, so that is a seven. Nice. All right, now it can make its touch attacks. Thank you. And it's going to make two touch attacks plus six. That's a dirty 20 and a 12. Dirty 20 will hit. Yes, all right. At least one of them did. I don't know how Hell it missed yeah. the second time, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Part of part of Doc Rakana just evaporated a little bit. Um, and <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? Speaking of that, a bunch of him actually uh, disappears. He doesn't take any damage. Ah, damn it! All right, fair. Damn it! That's going to be the Lair Legendary. Oh yeah. You see now an uh, an Orog spits out of Doc Rakan. Fuck. That's Desri, who's going to lift Yeven up and is going to start flying. You even make a perception check. Okay. That's a 13. Uh, you notice she flinches a little as she carries you. Um, <laughs> Cormith, as you briefly glance over your shoulder, you see that this wave is still following them. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. That uh, is... Everything, everything good up there? Um, honestly, I don't remember. It's It's been a minute. It's been a wild minute. Uh, yeah, you died, and then sort of by some wild force of will came back to life so uh, it is wild <laughs> uh grana okay you know what i'm gonna hit it hit this bastard with magic missile <laughs> okay <laughs> um first level so i'm gonna do one at a time so first one does 12 plus 10. <laughs> so uh, 23 force damage. Wow. The second one will do 3. It's a good plus one. 10. 13 plus 10. 23 plus 1 is 24. Okay. And then the third one, third and final dart. I'm going to re-roll that d4 because I didn't catch a glimpse of it. 3 plus 8 is 11 plus... Seven 
is 18 plus right. one is 19. Yeah, uh, these strike hard into Dakrokan's Vondir. He lets out a hiss. Damn right. Weak. Okay, man. I just did like 50 damage to you. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, anything else in your turn? I'm going to yell at Cormies. Hey, move just a little bit west. Move a little bit west. I want to move this moonbeam. <laughs> Go like west, I'm... young man. All right, I have no idea what direction west is, but I'll move there. All right, even. Uh, okay, um, so there's a big wave of acid coming uh, at me. You don't see anything. Oh, I don't see anything. Yeah. Good to know. Cool. So I'm, I'm up in the air being carried by Desri. Let's see, can I effectively shoot Doc Rokan's Vlandir? trying to think of how tall Cormeth is now. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I've gone up two sizes, and I need to tick that down by one, so I have seven remaining turns. Also, do I have lightning active? I feel like it ended... Uh, it, it got ended with an anti-magic field, I think. Uh, I No, I think I lost my concentration because I got oh, you did hit, hit with something. You got something. a big hit, yeah. Um, I, yeah, you don't have yeah. it. Uh, you are 25 feet up, so you are able to see over Cormeet's head. Okay, cool. Then I am going to... Uh, it's like 20 feet tall right now. I'm actually just going to make two normal attacks against Doc Rokan's Vlandir. Don't want to deal with the lightning yet. Uh, first is a 29 to hit. Yeah. Nice. Uh, second is a dirty 20 to hit. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that's 12 plus 9 piercing damage is 21 piercing right. damage. Uh, and let's see. One of those was a 5. So I'd like to use my callback ability to call it back. Make another attack. That's a 17 to hit. Bummer that uh, the luck ran out there. Yep, it shoots right uh, through him. He uh, he opens up uh, a space that it shoots back through. Dang. He basically just like enlarges the hole you just shot in him. Okay. How's the team looking in terms of health? Grana and Cormeth are both hurt. Yeah. Uh, both of them are doing worse than you. Definitely blood. Who is... Which of... Oh, okay. Which of them is worse um, proportionally or which of them is worse by number? <laughs> Gross or net? Give me the... Give me the raw stats... Who right, is worse? Okay. That's an 18. Okay. Grana is doing a little bit worse than Koromith, but not by much. Okay. I am going to cast a second level uh, healing word on Grana. Okay. She will heal for 11 hit points. Nice. All right. Now she's doing better than Koromith. Thank you. <laughs> Good to know. And uh, that, I think, ends my turn. Okay, that is going to be Dakra Khan, who is going to uh, take a new strategy and is going to reach out to try and engulf Cormeth. Cormeth, make a strength check. All right. 29. Yeah, he only got a 16 that time, so not very good for him. <laughs> um, yeah. Cormeth, you, uh, you push him off uh, with ease, and then he takes some fire damage because he started in a fire thing, right? So 1d10. Uh, oh, yeah. 1d10. Two fire damage. 
Oh man, he dies. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, wow. Just <laughs> like that. Um, let's see. What is he going to do? All right. Well, he already tried that, so he can't do that. Um, okay. He's going to strike out against Cormeth. First one's a 12 to hit. Oh, man. Second one's a 25 to hit. Oh, it just does. Cormeth, you take 18 piercing damage, halved to nine. All right. And. Yeah, and then the big one. 17 acid damage uh, as these uh, these serrated edges just score through your skin and release this acid. Oh, there was more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew it was coming, but... <laughs> and then he's going to reach out and touch you with an electrified hand, Carmi. Okay. That is a 26 to hit. Yeah. <laughs> you take three lightning damage, but your body feels rigid. You can't take reactions until the start of your next turn, which foolishly uh, enough is now. <laughs> well, fair. All right. Um, I didn't really think about that. I wasn't really looking at the order. That could have been better thought out by me. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, Here we are. Uh, yep. Well, that's his turn. So I guess that's you, Cormeth. By the way, I um, also have that Cormeth is stunned. Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So make a saving throw, um, a uh, intelligence saving throw. Okay, that is a six. Okay, yeah, so you definitely didn't have your last round, but we'll we'll say you pushed through, I guess. But now, yeah, you'll be stunned until yeah. round 19. Cool, cool. Unless you save. Um, it is your turn, so now you can make a new intelligence saving throw. Okay, sure. 13? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Okay, mm-hmm. so then my turn is over. Yes. So it's the Afridi's turn. The Afridi is going to... Uh, Hurl Flame didn't work, so the Afridi is going to dive in and um, start slashing. Is it going down to the ground or...? Um, go, going towards... Uh, yeah, g- good question. Sorry. Uh, going towards, like, Oslandir, uh, Dakro Khan's, like, head head okay. neck area. So he goes down to about 25 feet. Okay. And, and the Afridi is going to use its scimitar twice. And, okay, this happened last time. I'm going to do it one at a time. So Scimitar is a plus 10 to hit, so it's a 22. And, ah, six. Damn it. All right, well, a 22, so one hits. And that's going to be a 2d6 plus six plus seven fire, or plus 2d6 fire damage, so 2d6 plus six. That's 11 slashing damage. Okay. Plus 2d6 fire damage. Um, you uh, see part of his body uh, just disintegrates, and he only takes 10 damage. Okay. Total? Because then it's a it's 11 fire damage on top of the slashing damage. Yeah, so to give you to give you the kind of look into the back door of this, he's disintegrating part of himself so that you miss, but he's still disintegrating part of himself, so he's taking 10 damage in order to avoid taking more damage. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um. All right. Uh, and then the... Fire elemental. Fire elemental. It's gonna do the only thing it can. Uh, yeah, it's gonna do the only thing it can do. Um, and that is, uh, try to touch, uh, Dakro Khan on Slandir from the inside twice. Wow. So plus six. Nope. <laughs> that is an eleven to hit and a ten to hit. <laughs> yeah. Somehow it misses. Man. Uh, it sort of flickers around in his in his this, darkness. This elemental like needs some training or something. Like Seriously. this elemental is not working out. Yeah. This is it, like a little candle. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus. Um, 
cool. That's going to be the Orog. It is going to attack Cormie twice. So I think it gets... Gets advantage on attack rolls. Yep. First one. (laughs) That was a three and a seven. So (laughs) no matter what its pluses are, it's not going to hit. Second one is neither a 19 to hit or a 10 to hit. So Ah, this... Cormith is stunned, can't move. This thing is just chomping away at his armor, just like... (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then that's going to be the legendary action. You see uh, a mouth opens up right around where the fire elemental is, so it's like it's it's peeking out, and you see uh, the fire whip around this thing as Dr. Khan lets out another scream, so none of you can speak for the next round. All Um, right. Oh, man. Uh, That is Desri. Um, who now can't ask even where he wants to go. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to have her make a check. Ooh, not a very good check. So she's going to just fly him right into the action. She flies right up to Dakro Khan's Blondeer um, and just sort of like, okay, she had a smart enough moment to not toss even onto Dakro Khan's Blondeer the way she has had been Koromid. She remembers. <laughs> You think quietly to yourself in this yep. scream. Yep. <laughs> um, Grana. So I can't speak. Can I still move? I, I feel like I should be able to move my moonbeam. Yeah. E- even if I can't speak. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'll say that's okay. You're not casting yeah. it for the first time. You're just moving it. Right. It can be some, yeah. some wiggle wobbles of the hand. Yeah. I mean, also, it's not that it's just, it's not that you physically can't speak, right? It's just that nobody could hear you if you did. Right, but we've said that that cancels out, like, casting a spell like that. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm moving Moonbeam around the Afridi. So that it's, like, just touching Docker Khan. And then I'm going to move following along that path a bit, 25 feet. Yeah, you come up alongside uh, the rest of the fight that is now getting closer and closer in. Trying to corner this asshole corner on an yeah. infinite loop. Yes. All right. Is that your turn? Yeah, unfortunately, moving the moonbeam is a whole action, so. Yeah. All right. Yeven. All right. Yeven is all up in the action now. Now, here's a question. Mm-hmm. If I try and activate my flame tongue rapier, will that happen? You have to yell something, so I'm going to say no. Yeah, you got to okay. say what, Liddy Diddy? Yeah, I does. do have to scream Liddy Titty at the sky. Yeah, it's a good time. I'll um, tell you what, if okay, you roll well. a 30 or better on a constitution check, you can you can say it. I'm sorry, did you say 30? Yeah. All right, well, um, I guess I'll do a constitution check, and if you I get well. a nat 20, it was a nat 20. What? Oh, my God, dude. No way. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> even Desiree brings you right into this action. Your eardrums are practically splitting, but you are not one to be outdone. You are a bard, goddammit. You have to be heard over loud-ass bars, and this is no fucking exception. Give me your litty-titty. Even uh, pulls the sword. Like, it's it's just a rapier, right? So it doesn't have a very big sheath, but he, like, pulls it out, holds it up to the sky, and just screams from the top of his lungs just <laughs> and the thing just like just slowly engulfs in flames oh my god 
Excellent. You see a, a glint in Ansplandir's eyes uh, as you can tell both Dakrokan and Ansplandir kind of look at you like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna make two uh, flaming rapier attacks against Ansplandir. Uh, Excellent. Uh, so the first is a 19 to hit. That misses. Damn. Um, backs out of the way, uh, out of this blood-curdling scream. And the, oh, the seconds definitely misses. That's a 13 to hit. That's some bad luck. Damn you it. feel Desri say something, but you can't hear it. <laughs> he even imagines it in his head as mm, classic. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else with your turn? Um... No, I think that's it. I think all the rest of my stuff would probably require some sort of vocal element to it, so. Cool. Well, Dakrakan is going to um, reach out and try and take even away from Desri. Is Dakrakan going to make a constitution saving throw? Yes. He'll do that first. Ooh, a nine. <laughs> oh, all man. Right. Constituted. He's still okay. he's still in shock after somebody out screamed him. Yeah. So twenty five. Thank you. Um. Cool. Then he'll continue with his turn. He's gonna grab out at Yeven. That is a twenty six to hit. I mean that hits. Ooh. I don't know. Like, is he making an attack or is he com- yeah, contesting it's, it's somebody's grace. strength or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That I mean that way hits then. Um, that way hits. That way hits. I'm trying to see. Big if this time. Is yeah, and Desert can't do anything about that, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, Yeven, you are now grasped by Dakro Khan. You take 22 bludgeoning damage. And then have your fire elemental make a strength contest. Uh, All right, that's going to be an easy win, but let's see. Uh, 10. <laughs> okay. A uh, tepid yeah. 10. Roll me, a, roll me a d10. All right. Easy win for Dr. Khan. Eight. Eight? Eight. All right. Um, Dr. Khan takes a little bit of damage, but you see he grabs this flame thing out of him, and he just chucks it about 50 feet away. Ah, damn it. All right. Fuck. Um, Probably through you, actually. That would be a dexterity saving throw, so you are going to fail. So you're yep. also going to take eight fire damage. Okay. We'll just say it's the same. Um... And then he's going to pull out a powder out of uh, an unknown pouch, and he is going to throw it at the Afridi. Have the Afridi make a constitution saving throw. All right. 15. Okay. Um, The Afridi falls asleep. Okay. (laughs) Which luckily doesn't last long because it is going to fall to the ground, which will wake it up, but it does take 21 bludgeoning damage as it hits the ground. Um, it is prone, right. but it is awake. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Easy cool. alarm clock. Fall on your face. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And then is going to make another blade ward. Okay. Uh, Cormit, I guess go ahead and make an intelligence saving throw. All right. Six. <laughs> nope. Yep. All right. So that's my turn. All right. Uh, the Afridi. The Afridi is going to stand up. Nice. And, <laughs> yep. And uh, uh, the Afridi is going to hurl flame at at Dr. Okan Oslandir. And okay. so that's going to be 
going to roll both of those. Um, Troll Flame is a plus seven. So it's going to be a 24 and a 24. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be 10d6 fire damage. Whoa. Uh, so let's, get, let's do that. Uh, 39 fire damage. Nice. That's a lot of sixes. <laughs> it, yeah, there are three of them here. Six, six, six. There are also three ones. <laughs> There's four sixes. There's four sixes. Oh, there's yeah. four sixes. Oh, I can't see. Oh, I can't see some of the dice because of our uh, stuff. Okay, I see three ones and three sixes. Cool. Okay, yeah. You, I guess y'all can't hear this. Uh, so I guess Cormeth make a perception check. Um, All right. And Grana make a perception check. No, actually, Grana, you wouldn't be able to see this. Okay. Perception check is gonna be a net one. Okay. Can I can I give him my bountiful luck for that? Yeah, you're within thirty feet. All right. Okay. We never established that that was a sound. Uh, what about another nat one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You just don't. I, rolled, I literally rolled two nat ones. Um, Jesus Christ! The only question I have is the spell that has me stunned. Is that a con? Like, is that a concentration spell? No. This is an. Damn effect. it. Um, All right. All right. So to remind you what this was, um, Dakro Khan let out a blast of psychic energy that basically just froze you. Yeah, fair. Okay. Okay. Um, you are just <laughs> stunned by what you encountered, which apparently very strongly because you can't even look the fuck yeah. around. Yep. Nope. Um, nope. All right. Uh, I guess that's the fire elemental. Yeah, the fire elemental. Let me take a look. Has a movement speed of 50 feet. Wow, um, I should have looked at that before I just chucked him at a random pace, huh? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we're 50 feet from the fire elemental. Uh, the fire elemental's gonna post up next to Cormeth. All right, um, because it, it's gonna make like a little like like I don't know like fire elemental so like, <laughs> and just like yeah, like like so. rush in, you know? Yeah, I don't. And think that's it, its turn. Well, I think it doesn't have to be right next. No, it has to touch. Never mind. Five foot reach. All right. Cool. Yeah, that so so that's the, uh, that's all three of our turns. That's the effect turn. Something happens again. Um, but the silence stops, uh, and now you all can hear. You hear Desiree kind of like let out a cry of pain, and she's on the ground now. And Doctor Khan's eyes kind of like roll over to where she is, and he goes, "What a prick!" Your friend and I are tied. Do you save your friend, or do you betray her? Can I roll an insight check? Sure. Yeah, you're all wrapped up in this goop, but you're like, let me think about this. I'm wrapped, oh, well, yeah, I suppose I am wrapped up in goop, but I did hear it. Mm -hmm. So, 23? Uh, what What are you trying to determine? I'm trying to determine what, like, A, like, is he lying, and B... What, what does he mean? Like, they're, like, physically connected? Like, if he dies, she dies? Yeah, so Desri uh, kind of got spit back out because of various effects of the lightning tree, but she she was partially digested by Dakro Khan. So when she was spit back out, she basically, like, took a piece of him with her. And so, yeah, if, if he dies, she's probably going to die. No free lunch? Uh, I guess not. You could make a religion check. A don't mind if I too. As mouth of Thrasadun, I appear to be pretty good at religion now, somehow. <laughs> Gotten so much better at religion. <laughs> uh and uh I just kinda like think through my third eye for a second there, and that's a twenty-five. 
Okay, I wasn't, I honestly, I wasn't expecting you to succeed. Okay. Um, not to, I mean, you used to be so bad at this. I'm very proud of I you. I was quite bad at this. So you are right that it, it, it does seem a little unlikely that I would have succeeded just by, you know, the gambler's fallacy, but yeah. it's dice, baby. All right. Uh, Yeevan, you think back to some conversations you had during some downtimes with Desri and just studying up on Thrasadun. And you know that um, Desri exists as basically like a, a, a deathless creature. So she's a she's a devil. So when she, she quote unquote dies outside of hell, she just respawns in hell. And you know mm-hmm. that like if that were to happen, Dakrokan would still subsist because she would bring that peace with her. So she is essentially immortal unless she gets killed in hell, which is unlikely because she's pretty well backed up there. But if she gave up being a devil, she might live. Maybe. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and I'm all covered in goo, so I can't... Can I talk? You can talk. Yeah. You, I can it's talk? You're slowly being burned. Um, you're being digested. Oh. Um, mm. But you can talk. A wonderful feeling. Uh, I think Heaven's kind of through gritted teeth... Uh, Oh, God. Uh, Desri, if you give up being a devil, you might beat this. Um, She looks kind of hollow for a moment, and she goes, but that's who I am. That's not the only thing that defines you. You're asking me to die now or die later. Even just sort of grimaces from being digested and makes an effort to shrug and I don't think it succeeds. She does not have a very high AC, but she is going to try and jump up on Dakro Khan. Um, she is going to take a little bit of acid damage um, from doing so. Seven acid damage. Um, but she is going to uh, basically like start trying to cut through this part of Dakro Khan with a knife. So uh, even she's essentially giving you the help action on your turn. Nice. Grana. I'm going to run over to Cormis and I, I'm going to touch him and cast Regenerate. Okay. So he will heal for dun, 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 uh, 24 hit points. You will take it. That wasn't as much as I wanted, but um, for the duration of the spell, the target regains one hit point at the start of each of its turns. Nice. Okay. And what's the duration? One hour. Christ. Okay. All right. And it's not concentration, which is that's wild. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So this is just like an ongoing effect. Yep. Um, for the next hour. Yep. I gotta remember to add one each turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, which is a shame because you're at the perfect HP right now. Uh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but I am. <laughs> um, also, uh, Grana, you do notice that Cormie does still seem very stunned. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything that would get rid of that. Um, I'm. I'm as I'm casting regenerate on him. I'm gonna like try to shake him a little bit and be like, "Come on, Cormie, you gotta get out of this." Cool. I'll you save all the persuasion check. You gotta get back in the fight, man. Get back in the fight, man. Uh, that is a 23. Okay, yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, Cormac, you'll have an advantage on your next intelligence. Okay, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That uh, Yes, finally. Which hopefully we'll do something. We'll see. Uh, your intelligence. God, I hope so. Not perfect. All right, Yeevan. 
go ahead and make uh, an intelligence saving throw to get out of here. Intelligence saving throw with advantage. All right, that's a seven or an 11. Oh, man, dude. Man. Neither of those save. Nope. All right. Well, I guess he even just sort of grits his teeth some more. Yeah. I mean, so you are grappled, so if you wanted to cast a spell, you could do that, but that's about it. Or if you wanted to say anything. Oh, can I Misty Step? That's a good question. Let me look at Misty Step. I don't know what the answer is, but all I have to say is I like it. Yeah, it's just, it's teleportation that I cast on myself, so it's just verbal, and I can still talk, which we've established. Now I have to think about the nature of Dr. Khan. <laughs> you can, but when you do, he does cast Counterspell. Rip. Can oh. I Counterspell his Counterspell with Curse Biter? Curse Biter is at your side. Oh, so you, damn it. you have to be able to shoot Curse. You are. So the yeah, way that the Counterspell that, works yeah, with yeah, your yeah. weapons is you're literally slicing through it physically. Mm-hmm. So you would have to be able to get Curse Biter out. Dude, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was good back and forth. Yep. All right. It was a good effort. I think... Any bonus actions or anything else? That was my bonus action because I used my action to try and escape. That's right. Oh, you're right. Yep. All right. Well, then that's going to be Doc Rokan's turn. Uh, make a constitution saving throw. Even. Yep. Okay. That's a 15. All right. Taco Khan also needs to make a constitution save throw. He will in a moment. Yep. Even you take Don't like 31 that. acid damage. Oh. Um, That's a lot. I'm still up, though. It is. I'll just give you a little insight here. It's 4d10, and three of them were 10s. No. Yeah. And the last one was a 1. <laughs> I mean... Well, at least we got yep. that one out. Yep. Um, hey. Yeah, uh, even you just feel this like crushing around you as it begins to digest you. Um, and in fact, Desri also has to make a little bit of constitution saving throw. That's a one. <laughs> wow. Not sometimes a good the heroes don't win. So sometimes she's going to take 31 damage as well. But she's okay. Okay, and then he's going to make a constitution saving throw for Moonbeam. How's a 10? Yeah, nice. Will fail. <laughs> yeah. Right, 29 radiant damage. You see this kind of like purple light appear over Desri that's like clearly trying to suck away her life, uh, but she pushes off of it. Uh, she pushes it nice. away. Uh, she Hell with a nice yeah. nat 20. Oh, 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 okay. So then the next part of his turn, he's going to make a blade attack against the Efridi. Oh, that's a nice. 17 to hit. And its AC is a 17. Tigos the attacker. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, it takes 20 piercing damage and 11 poison damage. All right. And then he's going to strike out his other uh, sword at Koromi. All right. Uh, and he's got advantage. Yep. That's a 26 to hit. Yeah, it hits. Uh, that's 15 slashing damage. That's already halved. Okay. And then... And then the real damage. 16 acid damage. Oh, okay. That's low. Okay. Grana, make a wisdom saving throw. How's it? 26. That does fine. Uh, Gobi goes, Say 
quiet little one, unable to save her friends ever, always needing help. But you do not take any damage from this vicious mockery. That was vicious. How fucking dare you, Gobi? <laughs> Gorby. I hate you. <laughs> Cormeth is going to, I guess, roll intelligence, right? With yep. advantage with the with Grana stuff. Okay. That's oh. two. Second one is a 13. I don't think either of those saves. Nope. All right. Yeah, I don't think either of those does anything. All right. Um, actually, hold on. What turn is it? Don't forget you regain one hit point. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, well, Cormeth, you are still stunned. Okay. But the Afridi isn't. Yep. Um, it is going to, let's see. The Afridi is on the ground. Uh, so it is going to try to hack away at Dakrokan Oxlandir's apparent hamstrings. Um, okay. Like, you know, somebody got yeah, to try, try to cut him down, what bring him down with the scimitar attack. So that's a plus 10 to hit. And there's two of them. It's a 16 and a 26. So this the 26 hits. Yes. Um, and that is 2d6 plus 6 slashing damage plus uh, 2d6 fire damage. So let's do 2d6 plus 6. With 4 and 2, so that's 12 slashing damage plus 2d6 fire plus 10 fire damage. So what's that in total? Oh, shit. Well, that's the first one I rolled. Um, 12 slashing, 10 fire. Okay. Uh, 22 total damage. Um... Desiree's going to take part of that. Okay. Um, you see that uh, she uh, she gets covered with this this purple light again, um, and you see uh, burns start to appear, but uh, luckily it's fire damage, so she only takes half as much. Nice. All right. And then the fire elemental. And it's going to and 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 run towards. Dakrokanos Flandir, and I don't know what that's going to do with Cormeth and Grana because it is going uh, to run into Dakrokanos Flandir's space, which is going to be kind of like between Cormeth and Grana. Yeah, so um, you are two sizes bigger than it, so it can just run past you. Okay. It's just that Dakrokan threw it through you on purpose. Uh, but yeah, you're, ah. you're big enough that this thing can run through your legs and it just gets a little toasty. And nothing with Grana, too. Yeah, she's fine. Perfect. Uh, 1d10 fire damage upon entering its space, All right. which is four fire damage. Get fucked. <laughs> Desert takes the whole thing. So All right. two fire damage for her. Oops. And it's going to go for two touch attacks against Dakrokan Oslandir. So uh, they're both 18s on a plus six. So they're both 24s. <laughs> oh, um, Wild. Desri failed both of those, so she's going to take all of it. All right. All right. And that's going to... Okay, so that's going to be um, 4d6 plus 3... Uh, plus 6. 4d6 plus 6 fire damage. That's so going to be um, 1 and 1. 2. Um, so good to Desri. So good. And 2 and 6. It's 8 plus 6. 14 fire damage. Cool. So she takes and 7 fire damage. If the target, if she is a, if she is taking this, if the target is a creature or flammable object, it ignites. No, she won't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's not feeling it today. Yeah. Right. Oh, actually, you know what? I have it in resistance, but she's actually immune to fire. Okay. So I'm gonna heal her back up a couple of hit points. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, Hell so yeah. So nothing happens. 
essentially. Oh, I love hearing it. Um, would have been better if it went to Dr. Khan, but... Hmm. Yeah, it would have been, but, you know, eh, what, what can you do? All right, that is going to when be... You're, when you're mm-hmm. inside a creature touching it and it happens to somebody else, what can you do? What can you do? Don't you just hate it when that happens? <laughs> you see that Dr. Khan is starting to do pretty poorly. I mean, as are all of you, uh, but you see that he is in his kind of last wave, but he does uh, emit a tendril attack. You see most of his form is briefly consumed in this. He is uh, somewhat shapeless uh, as these tendrils uh, just sort of flail out in every direction. So even you're not counted because you're already in it, but everybody else make a dexterity saving throw. Of course, Cormeth, I believe. Auto fail. fail. Yep. 17. That's a decent roll. Come on, Grana. Finish this off. One of us has to live. Grana and Desri save. Uh, what is the Efridi? Uh, and the Fire Elemental as well, um, or just um, the Efridi? Well, I guess it's inside of him. So let me roll. Let me see if he gets the Efridi. Or not the Efridi. The, nope, the Efridi gets a dirty 20. All right. The Efridi saves. Uh, okay. And the Fire Elemental is inside, so it doesn't get a Cool. By this. All right. Cool. So that means it's just Cormy then. Yep. Uh, Cormeth, you take 21 acid damage. Go ahead and reroll your intelligence save. All right. Uh, 16. Okay. Cormeth, with this blast of these tendrils, uh, you are now freed. It's not your turn. All right. But you are unstunned. All right. Woo. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I've got, you go down to one size smaller this turn. Okay. And then in two more turns, you'll go down the rest of it. So then I am down one size now? Yeah, so you are okay. you are just large. Okay. Instead of you. In charge. Okay, so then that is going to be Desri, who crits. Uh, she is going to cut Yeven out of this this tendril. Desri lets out a cry and cuts through Dakro Khan and manages just to not take any damage out from that. Somehow. Yeah, um, and Desri drops down to the ground. You see that she is... Uh, she looks angry, and she goes, "I don't, I don't want to die." Then you need to give up being a devil. She goes, "There's got to be another way." There might be, but I, I, I don't know what it could be. As far as I can tell, this is it. She looks at Dakrokan, and you see she ponders for a moment. You see she takes a quick second wind. <laughs> Um, while she thinks about this, um, regains 21 hit points. Goddamn. Nice. And then you see she, like, pulls something out of her mouth. And it's like, uh, it's like this sharp black tooth almost. And she goes, well, don't fuck this up without me. And she stabs it into her heart and she disappears. All right. Oh, right. Grana. Uh, we'll say that also on Dr. Khan's turn. He slurped that Orog back up. Yummy, yummy. Yummy. Yeah, yeah that Orog has not done anything in a couple well, of it, turns. It hit your shins <laughs> once. And it did. Uh, shins, it tried. I mean your shin armor. It did. <laughs> Man, I really want to hit Dr. Khan, but I know Cormeth is looking bad. I'm going to cast uh, You can heal. roll an insight check. Uh, well, that was a nat 20. <laughs> Okay, yeah, uh, Cormeth is, uh, Dakrakan is close to death, but Cormeth is closer. Okay, yep. Then I'm going to cast a ninth level heal on Cormeth. Nice. 
So that'll be 100 hit points. Whoa! Did you say ninth level heal? Yeah. Christ on a cracker. I don't know how that was available to me, but it showed up on my character sheet. So I was like, okay. Chris Kringle carries the crowd. God damn. How many hit points is that? 100. One, okay. All right. I'll take it. Yeah, you'd better. You got to get in this fight. You could put a thank you in there. Jesus, that's the biggest deal that's been done. (laughs) Let's go, Cormith. All right. Yeevan. All right. So I'm not looking very good. No. In fact, after that, you're looking the worst of anyone. I am looking quite bad, actually. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a couple weapon attacks with Curse Spider. And each time I do, I'm going to teleport 10 feet away from Doc Rokan. So I'll teleport the first time. I'll make an attack. That's an 18 to hit, which I don't think hits. Nope, goes through him. I'm going to teleport 10 feet there's away again. Less of him to hit. In fact, actually, there's so much less of him to hit, I am actually going to bring him down a size as well. Oh, whoa. And the second attack is a 27 to hit. Mm-hmm. That'll probably do it. Mm, that's the least amount of damage I could do. Excellent. That's five damage. Nice. <laughs> and then I Not am going to... He had. I, it's true. It's true. Uh, I am going to cast healing word on myself. I am running remarkably low on spell slots. Yeah, me too. So... This is the time to do it. I have to cast it at fourth level. So that's 16 HP that I'm going to recover, which is nice. All right. I'll take that any day of the week. And then I am going to look at Koromis. And it just, do you still have Bardic Inspiration, Koromis? I Nope. Ed, that was yeah. a long time ago. Cool. Then I am going to, uh, now that Koromith is out of his stupor, uh, inspire him again. With what? We're in the final clutches here. What are you going to say to him? Yeah. So I teleport a couple feet away. Desri's gone. She's coming back, hopefully. Uh, and I think I just yell at Koromith. Uh, it's now or never, bud. If you feel like you've been holding back, open her up, let it all out of the tank, swing that sword like you've never swung it before. I tell you, it's how Cormith would react to somebody teleporting next to him. So oh, I'm not next to you, but it's okay. I thought you just said you were. Like he teleported. He teleported nope. a little bit closer. Oh, but uh, okay, okay, sorry. All right, um, that is going to be Doctor Khan's turn. Um. He is uh, looking a little bit more desperate now. And he goes, Fools, you will still perish. He's going to swipe out at the Ifridi. I mean, eventually right. I'll perish. That's fine. <laughs> Chronic, it's philosophical. Uh, that is a <laughs> 25 to hit. Yeah, it hits. Of course. So that is uh, 16 bludgeoning damage. Ooh, all right. Um, and right. this thing is is grabbed. Oh, that's actually the problem. I'm not gonna use that. Freddy's looking really rough. Everybody, do. And then he is going to strike out at Grana with the dagger and at Cormith with the sword. All right. Uh, against Grana, that's a 23 to hit. Okay. 
that is going to be 19 piercing damage and 13 poison damage. Mm, do I take poison damage? Nope. Nope. All right. Yeah. So just the piercing. And Cormeth, he strikes mm-hmm. out at you. You've been frozen for so long. You fully just catch his arm with this blade. That's a 17 to hit, which misses. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. Um, do you say anything to him as I tell you that you catch this? I do. Hey, just one word. Weak. It is your turn, Cormie. Because Doc Rokhanov's Vondir has said that to me so many times. They are weak and we're coming for them. I will show you the way. Unfortunately, you won't be around to witness it. And I'm going to go ahead and roll two attack rolls against Oswaldir Dakrokan. And that's going to be a, a 19 hit plus Bardic Inspiration, which is a D8, right? Mm-hmm. Plus a 5. So that's going to be a 24 to hit on that one. And the next roll is a 32 to hit. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, okay. So I am one size larger for this turn only. Okay. 50 slashing damage. 50 slashing damage? Yes. Oh. Yes. Grana, there's a moment where you smell Whoa. a whiff of page, of a book, sulfurous and sharp, and you move your moonbeam back into Dakruhan's space where he has shifted. He takes enough damage from these blows from Koromith that there is a moment where all of a sudden it feels like everything in the universe stops as if the whole world has taken a breath. And then that breath is released. You see this betrayer who has mangled your world looks up at you Cormeth, yes, up now because he is at the bottom of your sword, and then he is dust. Below, your allies fight valiantly against the enemy, and they begin to win. In spite of everything against them, uh, they yeah. push ahead and push forward, and they don't lose anyone else. Those who have died are mourned, but when the final silence falls, they have won and the sun returns to them. Yeah! The world is bathed in light that it has been missing for so long. And more than that, it is bathed in a warmth and a kindness that has been since decimated so long. Four heroes went in to conquer this world eater and four heroes defeated it. You all have defeated Dakro Khan and you have saved your world. Oh, I, I, I just, on, on the, on the, the turning into ash into the dust. I'm just going to yell. That got cut out by your microphone, nice. but I bet it was great. It was, it was just weak yelled out. Uh, Weak, excellent. You all make your way back through the rest of the lightning tree. You go with Gulbiscus, who steps into your world again for the first time, not as a watcher, but as a part of it. 
you bring her down to the Nine Hells and you find there encased in obsidian Desri. She is alive, but she's changed. She looks a little different. But nonetheless, when Golbiscus takes the mantle of the Nine Hells and opens this casket she resided in, she steps out and she is herself and she smiles at all of you and goes, I'm glad you all didn't fuck it up. I did it! (laughs) Cormie landed the final blow. You knew he would. Cormie, she gives you a big kiss. You all reunite with your friends. Gag greets you all with triumph and joy as he sees that all of you have survived this incredible ordeal. You have overcome all the odds and you have succeeded. You took the hopes of Drim and the hopes of your allies. You united them and brought them together. And now Drim can enjoy peace. Wow. So, oh, man. Wow. Oh, God, he even just cries forever. <laughs> Literally, it's the epilogue, like, even, uh, like, like, never stops crying. return to your world and you see it starts to put itself back together with the enemy that caused paranoia and distrust gone people try to communicate with each other and with so many different broken families the races of Drim are more cooperative than ever with the giants restored to this plane there's a new era of balance the elves reopen the doors of Leodrell and knowledge pours in and out. Gresby is rebuilt, and so is the college, along with a doorway open to the Feywild. It's a passage for so many. A new college opens in Blybrook, which is making its way back 
to being as it used to be. Not just a halfling town, but a Mm -hmm. place of halflings and gnomes and goblins and fae. After the plague cursed them for so many years, Blybrook becomes a beacon of medical study and magical healing. The Nine Hells is an impeccable order under the many watchful eyes of Gilbiscus. She's very happy with her roles and her experience allows them to be punctual in helping folks to make their way to peace instead of languishing in punishment. They even invent a system of reincarnation for those who wish to try again fresh. The mother trees all flourish with a rich and reopened connection not only to one another, but also to their power source, the lightning tree. No longer does an extra planar entity block and crush their connection. And the head of Nalar, the dragon head that resides in Leodrell, pauses one day to let out a roar of jubilation as he senses the creation of four new dragon eggs. The first one born is named Dask and the second Kirith. Grana, you were pretty old at the time that this adventure ends. What do you do with the rest of your time? Um, well, first of all, upon returning back to back to the material plane and seeing Gag, uh, she runs at him and jumps up on him. <laughs> In, yeah, my head, no in, idea. Sorry, in like a a, uh, a a way that y'all have never seen Grana before. And she plants a big old kiss right on his cheek and hugs him real tight. He laughs and he, he spins you around and goes, you made it through. <laughs> and you did too. Gag, I don't know where you want to go after this. I'm sure you want to go back to the bog and speak to your family and everyone you know and make sure that they're okay. But if you need someone to, I don't know, live the rest of your days out with, I know you're younger than me now, but I, if you want to come back to Blybrook and just, I don't know, stay with me I would I would really love the uh, the company how could I say no to the company of someone as grand as you <laughs> Grana hugs him tight and um, yeah uh, after that she goes back to Blybrook and checks in on her family um, your make, your sisters are a little older than you now, or around the <laughs> same age, but they're they're still holding on. They held on to the hope that you would be back to save them from this plague, and they tell everyone in town how much they were right. <laughs> Every person who comes into the candy shop gets a sweet and an earful of how their sister saved the world. God, Grana feels so humble about it. Like, oh no, oh no, you don't need to do that. Um, Grana really just wants to settle down now. Like, she's 
pretty old, you know, like started this out at 110. So she's probably what, 112 now? Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit closer to her natural end, but um this has been a long couple of years and she would be so happy to just have a little cabin you know and um garden and have have her students over every once in a while just so she can talk about all the adventures she went on uh, I'm I'm curious from the other two do do Cormith and you even visit visit Blabrook yeah they're oh, welcome yeah. whenever <laughs> uh he even visits like like right away like right after everything's done kind of heads to Blybrook to uh to to catch up with um Grana before he wanders off and Cormith does not visit right away but makes it a regular thing every snowfall Koromith makes it to Blybrook to remember the times and tell stories of the foes we felled together. I like I like to imagine that when Grana gets word that Koromith is coming, she invites a bunch of her kindergartners over. And <laughs> her little halfling kindergartners and introduces them all to Cormeth, who is, you know, like 10 times their size. And they just look at him wide-eyed as he tells all these stories about our travels. And it's amazing. It's amazing for them. Grana, you live a very peaceful life. Uh, there's so much to establish, but you've done so much for this world. Blybrook continues to become livelier and livelier. There's more and more students and, you know, like I said, not just halflings anymore. There's all kinds of folks who want to live and be in Blybrook. And people come to visit all the time. And they come to visit when it's your time to pass. And they're there for you when you go. And when you've passed, there's a school founded in your name. And the students go there to learn all about history and the woods and plants and nature. And it is a beautiful place of learning in tandem with the college. And you find yourself in peace with your family. And you get to do it all over again. Mm. Cormy. So, Osla Dirdacro Khan, could, could that entity be described such as one would describe a god? Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe sometime later, Yeven, I'm going to speak for you, but at some point, I suspect you, Grana, and Yeven come together, and Yeven tells you the origins of Dacro Khan, the son absolutely, of... Absolutely, I do. A goddess, the goddess, the, uh, let me sum this up for you quick. 
Um, Dakor Khan was the son of a goddess, and that goddess was the sister of the god of the Kenku, which is why they're so t- tightly connected to this story. All right. Um, but yes, uh, Dakor Khan was, for all intents and purposes, a god. So then, and I, hmm. I had the last blow. That makes Koromith, Koromith, the God Killer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that is my name now, is Koromith, the God Killer. Um, Koromith and Doom Killer bring about the demise of gods. I was going to say, do you rename your sword to be God Killer? No, it's okay. still Doom it's Killer. Doom killer. No, you did still uh, kill Doom. A sword's name is what it shall have until the end. Yeah, and like Doom killers serve me well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, I. It's Doom Killer, and so I'm going to, after like like these these kinds of like end you know like what I'm I'm going to follow my companions until they get to their destination, and I'm going to travel to the three sisters where I am going to tell the tale of how Koromith and Doomkiller slayed a god. And that is the best tale that a giant could ever, uh, 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 a Goliath could ever tell the rest of the Goliaths, is how I slayed a god. Cormie, not only do you come in with a story about how you slayed a god, you come in with the giants who follow you Mm. proudly. You started off on a quest to find a leader and found many people who were willing to follow in your words. And you're celebrated in the village. It's a different village from the one that you knew, but there's something rich and different now that there's balance again. Beak Beak stays with you. You you train. He's so well known. It's pretty fat from everybody feeding him all the time. <laughs> The world's horse yeah. supply rapidly declines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, beak, beak, um, the best companion. Beak, beak, the one who helped the God Slayer. What happens with you and Desri? That so this kind of depends on Desri because Desri got absorbed and came out mildly changed. I know we we shared a kiss. But where is Desri at on this? She's still her same personality. She's just human now. Okay. Then I am certainly taking Desri with me. Assuming, like, all the same feelings are there. I'm taking Desri with me to the Three Sisters, which is maybe a very different place than she knows. But I'm introducing her to the tribe as another warrior and in fact, the fiercest, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, the baddest bitch you've ever met. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Desri. Hell fucking yeah. Desri's a little hesitant at first because it's literally the opposite of everything she knows. It is yeah. far above the material plane and it is cold. But when she gets there, she finds people of a kindred spirit. And she finds that she can create the fires of hell right in the blacksmith she opens up, <laughs> creating yeah. the absolute finest weapons 
for the Goliaths and the Giants, and they are amazed. She is well-beloved in the Three Sisters, and she is well-known for her craft, and she's very happy there. She's, from time to time, a little wistful. You see, at times she stares off the mountain at the rising sun, missing the days when she got to torture sex offenders. But (laughs) she's happy. (laughs) Yeah. I can see that gaze. Um, I just want to join her during these. I don't want to say a word. Just when I find her looking at the sunset or the sunrise, I just want to sit with her silently and we'll sit together. Cormith, you you spend a lot of happy years back in your village with Desri and with the others and with giants. And when you do pass you find that there has been a change, and you you knew of this before. But when the mesoplane that was created by the giants collapsed, when they stopped being away from your world, they rejoined the afterlife, and your loved ones appeared in peace, and the giants' halls were restored in hell. And that's where you end up still able to connect to all the people you care about. Hell yeah. Including Beak Beak and his family. And his family, yes! Yes! Even <laughs> you live a lot longer than the other two. Yeah, even was very young. I mean, just all, you know, straight up for a half-elf, even started this a little older than kind of in his mid-40s. Like, tentatively speaking, half-elves live for 180 years, and I kind of like to think that Even's lifespan is probably not as well-defined by that number as uh, yeah. most other He's half-elves. Descended from a... He is technically a demigod because he is descended from a goddess. So. Yeah. So... um. I think he, like right after, um, right after the like we defeat Dakro Khan, um, even goes around kind of visiting all the people that he needs to visit. Um, and he goes to to Blybrook to uh, to see Grana, um, and he goes to the three villages to see. Koromith and Desri and um, stops by Bordron to uh, kind of spend some time relaying all of what's happened in the last I guess what turns out to be almost 15 years to his uh, his mother's there. Yeah, your mothers I- are old but so happy to see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then once he even's kind of checked in with everybody and and things are going well here um he leaves and he goes to the underdark and kind of spends his time um kind of really living out his role as the mouth of thrazadun and 
um, goes back to kind of just just wanders the Underdark, um, helping put it back into the kind of beautiful fungal paradise that it's supposed to be. This place that sort of embodies all of the natural elements of of death. And uh, I think when I think when Grana and when Koromith pass, um, Yevon's there. Uh, he kind of feels it as uh, you know the time is approaching and uh, makes his way back and you know lends his his services as a as a musician and as someone who kind of helps tend to the natural passing of people and uh, and uh, he does that for a long time until until very few people left in the in the mortal realm or on the on the material plane kind of remember who he is um i think he comes back for a little bit to uh just to check in on the material plane see how things are going and then uh, goes back to the Feywilds and spends kind of the rest of his time trying to turn all the pixies into mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, even you greatly expand the Underdark. You help restore it to its former beauty with the removal of Osmodius's heart. It begins to recover, but with your help, it begins to thrive. And you you walk alongside Razadun in whatever shape he may take. And this place becomes beautiful again. Where you first came to it, it was so soulless and empty. There is life and rebirth and recovery. It becomes a place to get away from it all. And it becomes a place where people feel they can start anew. And when you return to the Feywild, you are welcomed with the most splendid party that has possibly ever been thrown in the Feywild. I bring, I bring mushrooms that no one's seen before, and we have a fantastic time. Hell yeah! Whoa, yeah! <laughs> Rowdy as the nine hells, <laughs> and you spend your time well. Just want to say I really enjoy the image of even being there at Cora meets death. Like, I hmm. I really enjoy the image of that. We have had our differences. We have had our things. But there is nobody Coramith would want there more than the bard even that he spent so much time with, although so little to them, so much to the outside world, you know? Like, that's just, I, I really, I really enjoy that image. Thanks, man. Even, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, to, to, to that effect, even does write um, some very impressive ballads, both about Grana and uh, Koromith and Desri and Gag, um, but never writes one about himself. Um, he doesn't have to. There's so many, 
songs that come out of this time, a new era of peace. It is something to be remembered and it is celebrated long after Oramit and Grana are gone. And yeah, even you are there to hand Koramit's hand from life into that of Thrasadun. And it is peaceful for such a warrior. And even the Feywild uh, celebrates having it. And there is so much research that happens because of the exploration that you do and because of the connection that you can forge between these two worlds. And even perhaps the comrade who you get to spend the most time with is Geg. Geg sticks around for a while. After Grana passes away, he spends another year or so in Blybrook, and then he leaves to go to the center of the desert to set up the first temple of the Mother Trees. It's an oasis, not just in the literal sense anymore, but a hub of travel between the planes. All four worlds touch into this one spot. And he eventually returns to the bog because he misses home. And in spite his endless youth and in spite of the adventures that he still goes on from time to time with Koromit and then with even he decides it's time that he gets back and meets his peace. And for a good long time, he reunites with his wife in peace and he reunites with his friends and he visits Grana and he visits Korobi and he says hello to even when he happens to stop in. And eventually, he and his wife decide to reincarnate. Ooh. And somewhere far off, a little Goliath is born ready to be a hero again in the new <laughs> age. Yeah. Gag. The heart of a Goliath. Buddy. The soul of a Goliath. There are troubles now and again, but the song of the heroes who fought against betrayal in the name of loyalty and love keeps people inspired. They talk and they sing and they listen to one another. The land of Drim is run by the people. And the names Koromith, Grana, Yevan, Gag, Desri, they are remembered. And Jeeper. And Jeeper. <laughs> Thus ends our story.